the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and my co-host Don Dix, uh, chapter leader with Act for America, and now he's getting involved in leading the Inland Empire effort for NoCAGasTax.com. I'm bridging all political divides with that effort. We're going to bring in all sorts of people who are frustrated with what's going on in Sacramento and probably folks that are frustrated with what's going on in the California GOP. We were just fresh last weekend out of the uh, big GOP confab, and one of the people that was there uh, that was attracting a little bit of attention was our guest today. Oh, we have Joy Via back? Yes. <laughs> With uh, her Trump dress on our guest. <laughs> well, that's a picture. <laughs> I do not recall. Are you, are, are you already sorry you're with us now, Tim? <laughs> After that. Yeah, we have uh, Tim Donnelly, who Assemblyman Tim Donnelly, who has uh, been, you know, quite a, a, a huge driver of the Patriot agenda in California, Southern California, uh, ran for a congressional office in 2016 and is back again to talk about part two of that. Yeah. So welcome to the show, Tim. Yeah, Tim was Tim was Donald Trump. Before Donald Trump Before was fashionable. Donald Trump. Yeah. Wait, wait, but, but without the hair and the billions. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's great to be back with you guys. It's great to have you with us. Thanks for thanks for joining us to help us, uh, you know, talk about what your plans are here to bring the Trump agenda to California. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you failed to mention at the confab, which I'm sure you will. Maybe you talked about it, you know, on your show from from the actual convention. But Steve Bannon was there. And, yes. and it was kind of funny for the establishment elites to tolerate the guy who wants to decimate all the destruction that they have done. And uh, and he was just mobbed the whole weekend, wasn't he? He really was. It was quite a contradiction from I, I would have never expected it, Greg. No. And what was surprising, one, is that they invited him at all. Right. And second, when I was at the dinner where he spoke is, I mean, there were some people that, I, that walked out, some of the establishment types. But the vast majority of that room, five or six hundred people, and you think there'd be establishment types going to the convention – they were enthusiastic. Three standing ovations. These are people that want to fight and want to win. Well, you know why they brought him, right? Well, for two well, reasons. Let's hear your take, yeah. Uh, number one, they, they, there was no one going to the convention. Even people from Southern California that I was talking to who have been 30-year activists weren't going to the convention until it was announced that he was speaking. So they're losing the grassroots that they lost a long time ago. And number two, the the money. If you're going to have an event, if you if you bring in a boring establishment hack and that person puts everyone to sleep and no one buys tickets to the dinner, you lose money as a party as well as momentum. 
So they bring in the guy who who is where all the action is. They charge three hundred bucks for the VIP reception. They charge a hundred bucks for the dinner. They tripled the size of the crowd once they announced that he was speaking. Now, if you're special like Don and I, and you have media passes, you don't even have to pay the hundred dollars. <laughs> well, <laughs> I see. Next time I'm going to have to hang out with you guys. I can see they pay so much in radio. You know that, Tim. How how well radio pays. I'm going to take every perk I can get from the job. <laughs> hey, th- those are good perks. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about what uh, what you uh, what you're getting ready to do with the the congressional race here. What is it that you're going to bring to? Uh, what do you hope? Why are you running? And what do you hope to bring to Congress? Well, I'm running because this is a time in which we have a real opportunity for change. We have an opportunity to do many of the things we've talked about as grassroots activists for the last decade or so. Uh, Secure the border, get the wall built, get 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 immigration law enforced without favoritism, period. Uh, And sanctuary cities. We have a president in there who's willing to fight and, and sign the legislation. We have a Congress in there. Full of establishment. It's not even GOP establishment. They're just political establishment hacks. Mm-hmm. They do what they're told. They follow orders. And and it doesn't matter whether they're being told what to do by the establishment or they're being told what to do by their biggest donors. And in the 8th District, which extends from, from like Joshua Tree, including the whole mountain region, the, right. the, uh, the high desert, highland and you know, all the way up to uh, through Bishop and and just short of Lake Tahoe, we we supported the president and his agenda. We sat in there with a mandate. Fifty five percent of the people voted for Trump. And there's only forty one percent of Republicans. It's amazing. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Repeal Obamacare. Right. We need leaders. We we need someone who will take a stand against Paul Ryan, who is now pushing for a full mass amnesty to to follow the DACA amnesty that that, that he's already orchestrated. Well, and then we we just read that is that Paul Ryan is planning to put DACA amnesty, and it's not just eight hundred thousand; it's two or three million plus. Then the chain migration it's it's a, it's it's really a mass amnesty, as you say, and he's going to put it into the must pass December spending bill. Right, and we, and we already know how how my opponent Paul Cook will vote every time he's had an opportunity to do the right thing. Uh, right after the uh, what do you call it the uh, the San Bernardino terrorist attack, literally within a few weeks. He voted for a, an omnibus bill that contained funding to bring in more of the the uh, so-called migrants under uh, Obama's uh, refugee refugee program. Yeah, right. the, the refugees. Well, I'm sorry. You, you stand up for the district. You stand up for the people. You have to be their voice. And and this DACA amnesty. Wow, all oh, that sounds really nice, right? We're gonna we're gonna help out all these young people who who all came here, quote unquote, through no fault of their own. Well, what's the impact gonna be on the people of Victorville and Asperia and Apple Valley and all the other cities? Americans. Americans. It's gonna be fewer college opportunities. Because these people will be put to the front of the line. We've already seen how that works. We, we're already giving free college tuition to people in the country illegally. Uh, when it comes to jobs, same thing. And and, and pretty soon, you, you're, you, 
one amnesty begats another amnesty and be, that begats another amnesty. And so pretty soon you are bringing in millions and millions of replacement workers and replacement voters who will replace Americans. And and one at Cal State Fullerton, 1,000 of the students there are DACA amnesty, are, are, the, are the DACA amnesty qual- people. And so there's 1,000 slots there that aren't going to Americans. And depending on the program, and the classes, they're excluding Americans from that. Exactly. And who paid for that college? That was paid for by American tax dollars, by Californians who actually have jobs where they pay taxes. And, and the people who work under the table have not been contributing to that bill. And yet their, their children and their children's children are beneficiaries of it. And, and most Americans just see that as flat out wrong, including an awful lot of Democrats, by the way. Exactly. John Binder in uh, Breitbart on the 25th of October earlier this week wrote, Ryan, according to members of the Republican Study Committee, is planning to put together a spending deal that includes giving amnesty to the DACA illegal aliens, um, as Breitbart News had reported earlier. And they won't even put mandatory E-Verify in with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so we're going to get the same thing we got with the Reagan amnesty. We're going to get the the... Amnesty first and the enforcement never. Yep. And 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 let's learn from Reagan's amnesty. And I, I'm I'm an admirer of President Reagan, but he made a huge mistake. His advisors told him that there were one million people in the country illegally. He gave three. an he gave an amnesty to three and a half million. So they're telling us that there's anywhere from eleven to twenty million, right? That's their favorite little range. Mm, sure. The Catholic Diocese has done a private study that was leaked to me, and they said that there's closer to 30 million. That's so what Dan Coulter says. So if there's 30 million and you multiply that by 3.5, because the rest will come. Right. They will come across illegally. They will get false documents. They will pretend to be have whatever the requirements are. And so you will have 90, possibly as many as 60 to 90 million people, ultimately over, let's say, a 10 to 20 year period, immigrating you have now replaced the entire culture you have replaced americans there will there will be apartheid in california you will you will have there already is yeah but i mean it will be an extreme and and this will be ungovernable uh, to that extreme yeah study after study shows that with the immigration that we've already had we're at a point to where the assimilation of this group is diminishing remarkably because they end up they end up congregating in communities all on their own and reinforcing their own cultures right and they're not assimilating and how do they vote well <laughs> they de- don't say democrat they vote marxist they vote socialist because they've been conditioned to vote socialist so if you have a socialist majority uh, then then you basically have have destroyed the conservative movement and there is no hope to ever win an election again in a state like California. And Republicans utterly do not get that point. Why are they so bad off in California? Just like you said, it's because of immigration. We need to take a break here and hear a word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, a place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Tim Donnelly. After this message. Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call 
at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know, Ed, he's a good guy who will talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now is the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. We are pleased to have in studio with us a guy who wants to bring the Trump agenda to California, wants to continue the Trump wave that kind of stopped at the California border on November 8th, wants to help that wave come into California, Tim Donnelly. He's a candidate for the 8th Congressional District in California, a huge congressional district, by the way. Um, and he's going to need help with the gas bill because starting November 1st, gas taxes go up. As you uh, know from looking at that 8th District, it just it, it almost goes two-thirds of the way of the length of California. Tim's going to need some help filling that gas tank, folks. So what you can do is go to his website. It's Tim, it's Donnelly the number four congress.com and make a donation buy tim donnelly a tank of gas right nice i like that because i'm going to be living in my car <laughs> i started today i i left home at at six had my first meeting at 7 a.m and i've already been in three uh now here including you fellas uh it, it's it's a massive undertaking but but you know what's funny i am shocked when you have run a couple of races and you've had some wins and some losses, you start to, you know, to worry. You know, if I was in the, uh, well, I can't say the NFL because that doesn't work anymore. They don't do anything logically there. But if I was, let's say, in baseball, they would be replacing the coach with with my record of wins and losses, right? Okay. Uh, so I was really shocked at the outpouring of support by ordinary people who worked on my campaign and who said, we can't wait to start. Uh, we we want to help. What can we do? We're going to donate. We're volunteering to to walk door to door. We're volunteering to do phone banking. And um, I think there's just something different in the air. There's this anti-establishment fervor. This there's this insurgency fervor. You even see uh, some of the uh, candidates, huge, well-financed uh, U.S. senators who are dropping out. Right, Flake. When, when an insurgent is coming after them who, in many cases, in some cases, has never won a single election. You know, you said something in the first segment that I want to draw on uh, to follow your comment there. This is not necessarily just an anti-establishment awakening. People are beginning to recognize that there is, uh, that the... uh, this insertion of cultural Marxism has has completely enveloped academia. It's enveloped the media. It's enveloped entertainment. And people are awakening to the fact that there is a culture war that is real, that it is anti-American. Uh, Trump's candidacy has done everything to pull back the cover and expose the rot inside America that is trying to take America down. And it's not necessarily these establishment folks, because I don't question 
um, their patriotism in quotes necessarily, but people are beginning to understand that that establishment has done nothing to fight the culture war and in fact has enabled it. Exactly. Well, exactly. We're not shrinking government. We're growing it yep. every single day. The budget is growing. Right. President Trump is going to sign bigger budgets than President Obama did. And he, he went there to drain the swamp. He went there to actually reverse course. And every time you turn around, he's thwarted by people who are supposed to be in his party, that are supposed to be on his side. And and, and look, I don't have anything personal against against Paul Cook. I think he's probably a good guy. But he he doesn't stand up and pick the kind of fights that we need. Where was the leadership on repealing Obamacare? Right. Well, you're talking about this indoctrination, the cultural Marxism. Paul Cook voted for something called the Every Student Succeeds Act, ESSA, which is the replacement. It's Common Core 2.0. It codifies and brought in Common Core. And Obama's education secretary at the time, Arne Duncan, said about that, I am stunned how much better it ended up than either the House or the Senate bill. I had a Democratic congressman say to me, (laughs) it's a miracle. I've never seen anything like it. If you look at the substance embedded in the law are the values that we proposed and promoted forever. The core of our agenda from day one, it's all in there. And that's what Paul Cook voted for. Yeah. And OK, so he, so he and the Republicans enabled Obama and Obama's agenda to to glide through, uh, you know, with with clear sailing and and knocked all the obstacles out of the way. They didn't put up any resistance. And and yet, if you look at the 8th District, people hate Common Core. People are ticked off. They don't want to see their kids being essentially a indoctrinated and B, they're not learning like they used to. And they hate school. And it, 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 it's a system that sucks and doesn't work. And this is, this is really a nonpartisan thing. So I am absolutely 100% opposed to Common Core. And I think we need to dismantle it. And since it was pushed through with funding from the federal government, even though supposedly the governors brought it into their states, mm-hmm. it's always the money. And that's what the Congress controls. Right. If Paul Cook went along. When he was told to vote for this, he went along with it. Tim Donnelly wouldn't do that. No, absolutely not. And but here, but here's the thing, you notice how the how successful the uh, Democrats were at trans, fundamentally transforming America. Absolutely, Obama said, "I'm going to do it." He was the most outrageous, most uh, partisan uh, president that we've ever had, and he pushed and pushed and pushed. He pushed on extreme things, and and and, and including you know replacing one seventh of the U.S. economy, the healthcare sector, with basically a government program. And he had he had his lieutenants and generals all lined up, and they won battle after battle after battle. And, got, a, got a question for yeah. you to think about during the break. We send all kinds of people who, are, who seem to be aligned with conservative values off to serve in government, whether it's city council, county, state, or uh, off to D.C., and so often these people somehow lose their way. They lose that that foundation of conservative principles and values. You've served in the assembly here in California. Um, you know, some would say that that might make you a part of the political establishment, but yet you have somehow remained true to your foundational 
core principles, both in terms of your uh, faith-based principles as well as your political principles. I want you to tell us after the break how you've stayed true to those principles. We're visiting with Tim Donnelly. He's a candidate for the 8th Congressional District. we got to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more with Tim after this word. From Ed Hoffman, the Full Sail Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Tim Donnelly after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation and host of the main event, which airs every weekend here on AM590, The Answer. I'm proud to be a part of the effort to make America great again, not just by supporting this station and conservative movement, but also by helping people achieve the American dream of homeownership. Whether you're looking to achieve that dream and you need financing, or you already own a home and you're considering refinancing your mortgage in order to lower your payment, shorten your term, or pay off high-interest debt, or if you're over 62 and want to look into that great financing tool known as a reverse mortgage, Call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, toll free day or night, 855-640-2020. I'll give you all your options, answer all your questions, and walk you through the process. And don't forget to listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m., Sundays at 8 a.m., right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate, broker license number 01147747, and California Finance Lenders License number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions, MB number 096199. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Our guest this first half hour is Tim Donnelly, who is a candidate for the 8th Congressional District, running against a very establishment, Paul Cook. You've already picked up some support. He was at the uh, convention over the weekend. Uh, Sheriff Joe, a great hero to many uh, in the conservative movement, has endorsed you and is going to support you. Absolutely. And, and that's very significant because in my very first race, I met him. I went to a fundraiser. I paid to get in for somebody else so I could get a picture with him. And it's funny because I was standing in line with a Border Patrol agent who took a photo with my iPhone. And that's the one I used in my campaign because the picture that I paid to get didn't arrive until after I won the election. I'll be darned. <laughs> Ask you a question before the break. How has Tim Donnelly been able to, through all this involvement that you've had in uh, the political world, serving as an assemblyman, running a ra- couple of different races for a variety of different offices, how have you made true to your faith-based and political conservative principles? Well, you, when you get up there, you have a choice. The, the, there's a very sophisticated effort to seduce you into the political establishment. And and then your goal changes from what you came there to do, what you promised everyone, what you messaged in your campaign, and your new mission becomes yourself and your political future. That's it. Mm. And you do anything and everything. And, and you have a lot of people, very, very smart people, extremely skilled at persuasion. Sometimes they send gorgeous women to sit there and bat their eyelashes at you. And, and, and you know, we men tend to fall for that. I was in a meeting with one. She was a, a lobbyist for the um, uh, Chevron or something. And, and she's, she's just asking me how it is that I won my race and, how, and treating me as if I'm the smartest person on the planet Earth. She used to be a, a host on ESPN or something, an interviewer. Just stunning. And I'm sitting there and I'm just feeling so good and like the smartest guy on the planet. And, and I'm so excited because I know she's right <laughs> until my wife calls. <laughs> 
and I go outside to take the phone call, and I cool down. Uh huh. And then I saw it, and you realize what was happening. And I said, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. And I went back in, and she had already. She thought she already had me, so she just shifted into what she wanted. But I, but I saw what the game was. So here's the thing: I made a decision when I went there not to go partying and drinking and hanging sure. out every single night. I would go to the fundraisers right after session and eat for free. Okay. Cause I was basically always broke. And, and then usually there would be some kind of a meeting somewhere, some political meeting, right. civic meeting, whatever tea party meeting. And I would travel anywhere within a couple of hours of the Capitol and go speak to people and surround my people. Or I'm, I'm sorry, surround myself with people that wanted to do what we all want to do, which is take back our freedom and and make California great again. Great answer. That's because that's always an important thing. You know, I know when city council people run, one of the first things they do is ship them off to some indoctrination meetings at the California League of Cities, and and that organization, you know, <laughs> what they do to good people in terms of turning them into establishment and swamp creatures is stunning. Well, ha- we'll have you back. We got fifty seconds left before the hard break. Um, what? And we'll have you back. But what would you like today to tell the listeners and your prospective voters? Well, I, I would just like, to, look, reach out to us through the website. It's it's Tim Donnelly, built. numeral four. No, it's Donnelly. Yeah. Donnelly. It's just Donnelly, the numeral four, four congress.com. Congress. We're going to bring Sheriff Joe in to do a fundraiser. That would be a great time to come out. It'll be a great event. Um, and, and look, we can win this. We can make the 8th District great again. Even if we can't fix all of California, we can save this one district and stand for something. And I got to believe a victory for you in that eighth district would enable individuals in that district to be more fortified in their fight in California. Absolutely. All right. We've been visiting with Tim Donnelly. We have more up ahead, more election news uh, after the break. Stay with us at Unite IE Radio Program. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. And as we say, Greg, on this show, the radio program for the most important political office in the country, that of private citizen. And we encourage people to get involved, both in terms of, you know, uh, paying attention to what's going on locally uh, in their in their uh, cities, in their counties and in the state. But the next step beyond that is actually getting involved and maybe considering running for office. Now, you know, these local offices, city council, water board, school board, those are, I mean, you still have have a regular life and a regular job, but these are very important in and of themselves as well as stepping stones for potentially a higher office. They are indeed. And, you know, we had a lot of talk about water over the past couple of years. Of course, we had this uh, drought that happens in California every four years. And, you know, Governor Brown never lets a crisis go to waste. So we use this crisis. And lo and behold, what did we have? We had record-breaking rains over the, you know, during the winter. And it's a, it's a fact that the human body can only live for three days without water. And, of course, Southern California is a desert with very little natural water. And yet you've got uh, tens of millions of people in a desert who turn their faucets on every day without even thinking about where does that water come from? What's involved in getting that water to my house? And everybody is connected in some way, shape, or form to a water district. Now, this life-saving substance that we take for granted called water has a path that it travels, and one of those paths, and that path involves a water district, and people run those water districts. 
Do you know, for instance, Greg, how your water district is managed and the latitude that they have over the rates you pay, the quality of water, um, and and a, in a, a whole variety of different issues that affect your ability to even survive. Well, unfortunately, I do because it's in Redlands is a city department and it's run by the city council, who just last year pushed through a fifty-five percent water and sewer rate increase. Ah, and so now, I'm well. I so yes, I am well aware of how that can work on the local level. Seems like people only get involved, become aware when their rates go up. Well, all across the area, there are water districts, and and we encourage people. This is one of those areas you can get involved. There is a water district here in the Inland Empire called the Cucamonga Valley Water Board or Water District, and there are some things that went on within that district that encouraged some citizens to get involved and run. For water board. Now, this is a special election. It involves obviously this particular water district, but the lesson here is greater for everybody listening to us because everybody uses water. So, you want to be aware of what we're going to be talking about here uh, with three people that decided to answer the call that we always say they didn't answer it because we said it, but because of what was going on in their water district. But they answered the call to get involved. Those three people, Mark Gibney, Joanne Hankel, and Keith Morlock, decided because of what was going on in their water district, they wanted to get involved to correct what was happening. So we have them in studio today to hear the story of what's going on with Cucamonga Valley Water Board. And the greater lesson for everybody who's listening is pay attention because some of these things that they're going to talk about could be happening within your water district. And before we dive into the water, dive into the water, pun intended, <laughs> I, I recognize that name Gibbony from someplace. Yes. And of course, we know that that is Agnes Gibney, the great leader and activist on illegal immigration, who has been out front on that, who, whose son was tragically murdered by a previously deported illegal immigrant. And one of these three uh, water board candidates is her husband, Mark Gibney. So welcome to the show, sir. Thank you very much. And Joanne, welcome. Thank you. And Keith. Thank you for having us here. It's a real pleasure. And uh, so what we want to do is share a little bit about what it was that what, what's going on in this special water district. Obviously, you want people to get involved. There's some special nuances about this uh, that we want folks to learn. But there's a greater lesson inside all of this for everybody who is listening to the show to understand about how water districts work and the impact that this could have in your lives. Now, this is a special election. It's going to happen when? November 7th. So on November 7th, folks can vote. And now this is an off cycle, and that's part of the reason why you're here is to talk about how this happened, that there's this election that's happening outside the normal election cycle. But you guys are what are called write-in candidates. So there's a special step that folks that are voting here need to take. What is that? If they're going to vote for you, and then we're going to give them the reasons why, but there's a special step they need to take. What is that? Not only do they need to write our names in, but they need to connect the lines next to it. So it's well, actually a two-step process, yes. Gotcha. Okay. And also, to give out some more information, there's a Facebook page you guys have, facebook.com 
back uh, forward slash stop CVWD. That's for Cucamonga Valley Water Board. Uh, and folks can go there to get more information. So what's up? Why are you guys running? Why, what's got you uh, steamed up, fired up, ready to go to get involved in this particular election? People in our water district are asking why are we having this election with nothing else on the ballot other than the water district board. And the reason for that is because the board themselves put it there so they would have a less of a voter turnout. Uh, in a 10-year period, they changed their election cycle twice, having back in 2005, having moved it to the even-year general, uh, general uh, statewide elections. Now they went back to the odd-year elections where they can expect a voter turnout of like 6 to 7%. And didn't they give us a reason for the change? Was they were gonna, they wanted more voter turnout and then uh, and to save money? Then they changed their rationale. Yes, what irritated me is when the public, the customers, asked the water board for information why the uh, extension of their term without a voter, without voter participation, they gave us documents. And when we looked up the documents that the board had submitted to the water uh, customers the first time, the reasons were exactly the same. So the water board district manager was writing reports on what the water board wanted to do rather than writing a report with the actual facts in it. And so as a fact finder and as a reporter, I was really upset that correct information was not reaching water customers. So as I understand, they, they went to the even-year elections in order to save, with the rationale of saving money and increasing voter turnout, and then they went to the off-year election for the rationale of saving money and increasing voter turnout. Exactly. And we dug out the documents through public access records to prove that they had um, said the same thing last time. So what's up, guys? Now... Beyond changing the election cycle, there are some very uh, interesting things that have gone on with the rates within your district. We're up against a break right now, but what you learned in going in doing your research was that there were some uh, shenanigans going on with the rate changes. You went to a tiered rate, and that's part of the reason why you got involved was because, hey, are we are we being overcharged as a result of the drought? And now that the drought is off, what's up, guys? How come you're still charging us these higher rates? We'll be back with three citizens who decided to get involved in the uh, running of their water district. And this next part you're going to want to pay attention to because this has a direct uh, impact on a lot of people throughout the Inland Empire regarding uh, tiered rates, transparency, and public accountability of the local water district. We'll be back after a message for our sponsor for this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. 
This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. We are talking to three candidates for the Cucamonga Valley Water Board District, uh, the District Board, Mark Gibney, Joanne Henkel, and Keith Morlock. Mark Twain said that whiskey is for drinking, water is for fighting. And it's it, no different now. And it looks like there's a fight brewing out in Cucamonga Valley uh, because of a number of things. Uh, manipulation of the voting cycle. And then now we're going to talk to Keith Morlock about um, the tiered rates that were imposed during the drought to increase um, you know, the cost. Hopefully the idea was right to discourage water consumption, correct? Yes, they put it out there as conservation methods. You know, we all live in California know how important it is to conserve water. Um, in our district, though, we have since 2012, we have saved over 20%. We've decreased our water usage by 20%. But when the state declared the emergency, every local board had to increase those methods even further. And in our area, what they did is they put this tier pricing level in, which took some rates in our areas 30 40% increases. We were seeing water bills of 3 4 5 even $600. So wow. in, in a tiered system, there's a lower rate for the first increment of water, then a higher rate for the next increment, and then a high, even higher rate for the next increment. Exactly. And then, you know, those tiers in different cities, you know, they're at different levels. In our city, that first rate was almost turning your tap water on. I was going to say, that's for enabling you to flush your toilet once a week, right? Exactly. Maybe maybe a half a flush. <laughs> so, um, you know, everybody hit tier two, you okay. know. And then in areas of the west part of town where they have larger lots, you're looking at third and half acre lots with a lot of produce trees and we still have vineyards. Um, that's where we were seeing people hit that third tier, and it was just unbearable. What kind of percentage rate increases did this tier rate structure bring about? Across the board, you're seeing 30 to 40% increases. Now, I suppose that now that the drought is over, they've gone back and ch- reduced the rates, right? Isn't that what you'd think? But, you know, never never let a good emergency go to waste. And in this case, not only did were they able to institute them, these rate increases, but at the same time, we have not seen them drop back down. Wow. So theoretically, their, their, their costs um, either remained stable or went down now that the water, now that the drought, the emergency is lower, correct? Well, in essence, the, the rates haven't changed at all. For them. Yes. Their cost for water that they deliver to your tap and your toilets and your sprinkler systems, their cost for water remains stable. All those rates went up a long time ago. Okay. Current rates, exactly. They stayed stable and resulted in, um, there was no net increase to them, only a net increase to the ratepayer. I understand Rancho Cucamonga, they have their own water. This is not like we're bringing them water from Northern California or for Arizona. Don't they, do they have their own groundwater? There are a lot of wells within, I believe, the, the whole district. There's like 17 wells, which eventually became owned by the water district. But they also receive supplies from outside. From uh, There's another middle person, uh, but ultimately it comes from uh, Metropolitan Water District. MWD, right. right. So d- you also had told us during the break that there's roughly a 10-year supply of water out there? Yes, that's their own estimates. That's not our estimate. Okay. 
So they're saying we got a 10-year supply of water and uh, the drought's over. And I, by the way, I was up to Lake Tahoe uh, during August. Lake Tahoe is filled to the brim with water. There was still snow in the mountains. And so water, water everywhere. Are they doing anything useful with uh, this extra money? Oh, my um, complaint, too, is that information to the customers never hits on what is actually happening. The glossy flyer we get just has PR, feel-good stuff. And the fact that the board is extending their own term, that... um, the drought is over and why there's a tier rate and the citizens, the water uh, customers from San Juan Capistrano uh, took their water board uh, to court and the California Appeals Court determined that their tier rate was unconstitutional. Now, why isn't Cucamonga Water District telling the customers the drought's over, why we still have tier rates, why we extended our terms? Nothing is in their glossy flyer. Just uh, public relations, feel-good stuff. I feel we should be talking about the real issues. I understand that the uh, the board did a self-audit, so everything's okay, right? Yes, absolutely. It's always great. I mean, they were very proud that they were able to, you know, do what it needed to do a self-audit. But again, as Joanne said, a lot of citizens are looking for more information. They actually wanted to see an outside audit so we knew what's going on. Are, in water districts, are self-audits or outside audits, what's the standard? Is there? I'm not certain of the exact way they have to qualify to be able to do self audits. Uh, so I, I don't believe every okay. water district does that. But the bottom line is one of the objections we have to the Iran nuclear agreement is the fact that hey, wh- why would Iran? Why would we let Iran self audit their nuclear sites, their nuclear production sites? Are they going to be honest? So can we depend on? these organizations where there might be an implication of, you know, impropriety, yeah, are, are we going to let them do a self-audit or are we going to bring in an outside firm in order to do the audit? Unfortunately for me, I found that the way they did the change in the election and they outright lied time after time about that. And if they will do that with that, I, I can't trust them for anything. Because under the law, under Prop 218, the, the the amount of money they raise can only cover the cost of providing the water service. Absolutely. And, and time and time again, they've declared through their own minutes that they're using this tiered rate pricing as a conservation method, not a method to recoup their costs, but as a way to force residents to use less water. That's not the intent of that unless we're able to vote on it. What I love about this write-in effort is Mark Giboney is 30-plus years in the as a deputy sheriff, and I believe the water board needs some police presence on it as a water customer. I would... Wait, I think he's shaking his head. You were, you were in the police Well, department. I was in law enforcement. I was a deputy chief of police uh, before I retired from law enforcement. What district? Where El Monte, city in of El Monte. Yeah, in the San Gabriel Valley. Let's go over again how people can reach you and reach your campaign. You have the Facebook page, which we can find you at the Facebook.com forward slash stop CVWD. That's the easiest way. Um, I know you got a website, but if you go to the Facebook page, uh, you're going to get referred to a lot of your other resources there. That's the easiest way. You to- also have an email that people can reach you at. If someone wants to uh, email us at stop. CVWD at AOL.com. That's stop 
cvwd at aol.com and we'll send them links excellent so we're going to take another break right here and we'll be right back with some final thoughts about this uh how people can get in touch with you why you're running and uh what uh why this is important you know what or isn't uh sometimes the sexiest thing to talk about of course we've had a lot of news breaking this week on the a national level uh but there is a lot of thing there are a lot of things you can do with water that are kind of fun during the break we've got a, we've got a bunch of water guns in here we're going to soak each other down with water have a little fun and uh back after the break with more with our special guests that are right in candidates at the Cucamonga Valley Water Board you know i don't know that we can afford that water gun fight with those tiered rates that's just going to get a little that's just going to get a little expensive we we checked the budget we've got enough for this Okay, good. After this word from All-Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. We are talking to four write-in candidates. I'm sorry, three write-in candidates for the Cucamonga Valley Water Board. And during the break, we hosed each other down with some uh, water guns and squirt guns just to have some fun because you got to have some fun with water, right? Um, but this is a really important issue uh, for everybody because everybody's plugged into a water district somewhere. And some of what we've talked about may resonate with you and you may want to get more involved in your water district to make sure that you have fiscal responsibility, transparency, public accountability, and open communications from your water district. These three folks, as we say on the United I radio program, the most important political office is that of private citizen, have taken the next step from that and actually gotten involved. And so the encouraging thing is there are folks out there that pay attention to stuff. But what makes you, I wanted to ask you guys the question, why should folks take the step of writing you in? What is it that makes you guys unique? Why should they um, take the step of, of putting you on this water board? What about your backgrounds? Let's start with you, Mark. For myself, I have a background in law enforcement. I was a 32-year career with the El Monte Police Department. I retired as the deputy chief of police. I have history in municipal government, and I think my investigative uh, history is what led me to check this out as far as what they did with the election and find out that uh, the contradictions and the lies that they were telling us. And I want to restore credibility to the water board. Awesome. All right. Joanne Hankel is up next. Joanne, why are you getting involved here? I'm a reporter with writing skills, and I want to keep the citizens, the water payers, informed of the real issues and real decisions to be made and get feedback from the water customers rather than just voting something as a board with no information. Also, um, I want honesty, so... Uh, Mark Gibney uh, with his police experience, and also Keith with his private industry experience knows how to save money, which I think is something our current water board doesn't know how to do. Excellent. And our last, Keith Morlock, M-O-R-L-O-C-K. Keith, why are you, what is it about your background? Why are you running? I've spent 20 years in the water industry, and you know, as a board member, 
I would like to return to an environment where the voters feel like their concerns are acknowledged and that their money is being used wisely. We must be fiscally responsible and stand against tiered water rates that promote conservation through penalties. You know, as a group, we're all active within the community, and we believe that elected officials must act with integrity. Awesome. What a concept. Yeah. <laughs> Getting people involved uh, that uh, act with integrity. Now, this election it takes place on what day? Tuesday, November 7th. And now, I understand that this isn't actually where people can go vote at a voting booth. You've been... They can. Okay. So, people can find out where those vote those polling locations are by going to your Facebook page. You're going to post the, the, the polling places on your Facebook page? We'll put up a link there, but if anyone has thrown out their ballots already, which we've talked to so many people that have, which is exactly what the board expected... They can go to the county elections website, and they have a link there to take you to your polling place. So if if somebody is, for instance, a write-in candidate, and they've gotten, I mean, not a write-in candidate, but I mean, they vote by mail, uh, and they've already gotten their their ballots, but they've tossed them, they can still go to the polling place and vote, correct? correct. Absolutely. They can still vote. Good. There are special requirements. Now, when you're doing a writing campaign, there's a little more, a little more difficult than, than normally voting. What do people have to do to vote for you guys? If they show up, they will not see our names on the ballot. Okay. They must not only write our name in next to where it says write in, but they have to collect, connect the arrow as well. So are, are there spaces for three names on the write-in ballot? Yes. Yes, okay. this three. is for three positions. So you there's can vote for up to three. There's spaces on the ballot. So if you still have your, your ballot in hand, you can, you can do this and mail it in or drop it off at a polling place. Or if you've already thrown away your ballot, you can actually go in and write in these three names. Mark Gibney. Uh, do they have to spell the names correctly, by the way, when they write them in? Or do you know whether that disqualifies the vote or not? Do you... Any idea? I'm not certain the, the right. rule on it. We're asking if they spell it correctly. Well, of I course. Think it would have to be close enough at least to be recognized. And that's all over your Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash stop CVWD. You can get the correct spelling and see some examples of how to do this. It's Mark Gibney, Joanne Hinkle, Keith Morlock at the Cucamonga Valley Water Board. Guys, thanks for standing up and getting involved and, uh, and making us aware and teaching us, uh, our listeners, some lessons about. Uh, how to have good transparency and public accountability in their Thank you for helping us get the word out and let people know they do have a choice. Thank you. Come back next week and every week at 4 o'clock on KTIE AM 590 for the Unite IE radio program. Thanks for joining us. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.